This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. Christ. So today I have a sermon coming from Luke 23 verses 32 to through to 43. And we have read so many scripture this morning. So I'm not going to go over this. But my sermon topic for you this morning is the cross, the great equalizer. And I want you to say this with me. The cross, the great equalizer. You don't believe that the cross is the great equalizer? Because I'm saying to you, say this with me. The cross the great equalizer. And the main idea from this text, Luke 23, 32 to 43, is the cross is for everybody and all are equal. The cross is for everybody and all are equal. So as we celebrate Good Friday, Good Friday is about the cross. Christ Jesus going to the cross and die for us, my friends. So I have for you this morning a historical context, a background of this text, my friends, written by Luke. Based on scripture, Jesus was the sent Messiah by God. God sent Jesus as his Messiah to this world. He came, that is Jesus, as a lamb to die for us. A lamb to the slaughter, my friends. And through the time of Jesus, many Jews did not believe Jesus. Was, was the sent Messiah because he seeks spiritual freedom and salvation other than political freedom, my friends. The region of the Palestine which Jesus preached and teaches was under Roman rule my friends, in his time. The region was covered with internal revolts and incursion by the oppressed people. 
The region was very unstable, my friends. So this is a context that the Messiah came and operated in freeing his people. So the Jews, the religious establishment, and the Roman Empire quacked to kill Jesus because they believed that Jesus was a threat. So to the Jews, the religious establishment, and the Roman Empire, they saw Jesus as a common enemy. The Romans were just so much in love and in bed with the religious establishment enough. But because both of them saw Jesus as a threat to them, they plotted and quarreled to kill Jesus, my friends. So Jesus had to face a trial. And early, in earlier verses in this chapter in Luke 23, the religious establishment, they accused Jesus of saying, my friends, that this man, Jesus himself, they found him to be a troublemaker. Yeah, man, the religious establishment said that Jesus is a troublemaker. He opposes the payment of taxes to, to Caesar and claims that he's the Messiah, a king. The religious establishment said, yeah, because I'm sitting here, the whole context of Jesus going to the cross, my friends, this morning. The religious establishment said that he stirs up the people all over Judea, that is Palestine, by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has now come all the way here. So he's now at Jerusalem. He started in Galilee with his teaching and his preaching and now he is in Jerusalem. Then they sent Jesus to Herod to be judged. But Herod thought of Jesus as an entertainer, not a king, an entertainer, miracle worker, one who performs sign. So, while they arrested Jesus and have him on trial, they went to Herod, who was the king in Galilee. In Galilee, and then what? Herod found no fault of him. Herod found him amusing, my friends. So hence, they will send him down to Pilate, the Roman, to be judged. What I want to say to you this morning, my friends, Jesus here was sentenced by the Roman Pontius Pilate to death after the trial. It came down to a choice. 
My friends, between Jesus and a known criminal, Barabbas, an insect, and the one who stir up the people against Rome. And then the people shouted out, crucifying. The same people, Sunday morning and Palm Sunday, who shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, King of the highest. And Friday morning, they shouted, crucifying, my friends. So the Romans and the devil taught it, taught that they had defeated Jesus, my friends. But they didn't, my friends. The cross is the great equalizer. So when they send him to the cross, death becomes victory, my friends. They did not change his mind. So they did not change the mind of Christ Jesus. Even unto death on the cross, he was obedient to his father in heaven. My friends, and pity his enemies did not know that the cross would become the great equalizer. To the Jews, the religious establishment who played a part in Jesus going to the cross. My friends, they saw the cross as a curse. If you die upon that wooden board, that cross, you would be a curse and you cannot be the Messiah. But Jesus never changes his mind and he uses moral resistance to the hell. The cross which was a curse became a blessing for us. It became a blessing for those who believe in Christ Jesus. My friends, so today as we celebrate Good Friday, look at the cross as this greatest blessing, this great blessing as Jesus went on that cross and died. That cross, ooh, what are uh, that cross which people are the Jewish people said it was a curse. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote the message of the cross is what? Foolishness to those who are perishing. So to the sinner man, the cross is foolishness for the Jews who have not accepted Jesus Christ. The cross was foolishness. But Paul went on and said, but to us who are being saved from sin and error, Christ crucified is the power of God and his wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. So there is power in the cross, my friends. The cinnamon, those who are perishing, will say it's foolishness, my friends. But those who are Christian and who are being saved and who are saved, see it as the power of God and God's wisdom, my friends. The cross defeats the power of what? The evil ones, his enemies. And lift up what? 
the needy. So the cross is not for those who will oppress, who will oppress and those who are powerful and trample over the needy. The cross is for the needy. So I'm saying in God's wisdom, he knows why he sent his son to die. The cross washes away all sin, not some sin. The cross, when you go to the foot of the cross, it washes away all sins. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my sins rolled away. Hallelujah, my friends. That's the power of the cross. The cross brings hope. So they thought they would have killed Christ Jesus and it would become a position of hopelessness. But instead, the cross of Jesus Christ brings hope to us. It brings salvation. The cross brings joy, peace, and victory for us, my friends. So as Christians, the cross is significant to our lives. If it wasn't for the cross, there will be no salvation. We would not be saved or being saved. It's because of the cross. So though the cross was considered a curse, it was necessary in salvation history. It was necessary for us. So my friends here, let me also outline something to you today from my outline that I have to you. Jesus was crucified with two men. I just want to paint this story at the cross so you, that you can understand that the cross is the great equalizer. Two men. One on his right and the other on his left. They both were criminals. My friends, so the Bible said two thieves. My friends, Jesus was not a criminal, but yet he was crucified and crucified with them. By what? The religious establishment, the Jewish religious, religious establishment, because of what? Prejudice and jealousy and fear of him, my friends. Toppling the political and the religious position of the day, my friends. In Jewish custom, to be crucified, I said it to you already, and I wouldn't cross. This means you are our common criminal. So putting Jesus on the cross to the religious establishment will symbolize that this man was no messiah from God. He is a king. He is a common criminal. That's what they thought. But they didn't know that 
Jesus Christ going to the cross. This will be victory on the cross will become the great equalizer for many people in this world. Amen, church. So my friends, as we look at this story, look at, let us look at the character of the criminals, the two thieves, my friends. One was pen, was penning, um, the, 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 one was penning, uh, penning, all right, let me get the word right. One was pensive, or a penitent, that's the word, penitent in his fiat for Jesus Christ. He was thinking about it. The penitent one, and penitent means feeling and showing of sorrow and regret and regret for having done wrong. So he was in a repentive mood, my friends, on the cross. And so he seeks forgiveness from God. So one was penitent. The other one was what? Impenitent. He was a rebel. Not feeling shame, regrets, or sorrow about his actions. He cared less about his actions. That was his attitude. He just asked, why? He had thief and so let it be. My friends. So I'm saying to you here, my friends, Jesus was placed between these two thieves. And the religious establishment, they stared at him and mocked him and jeer him while he was on the cross. The soldiers, my friends, who were there at this crucifixion, my friends, they represented the Roman Empire. Um, um, empire and they threw what lot and divided his clothes while they were there so Jesus was going through a lot of mocking a lot of things they spattered him and all of these things my friends so my friends here let us look at the attitude of his of his, of his um, enemies this morning my friends the thief on the cross one, Aaron, I heard insult at Jesus, the impenitent one. He says here, Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. As he heard insult at Jesus. But the penitent one, the penitent thief said, and the penitent thief looked at him and rebuked him. And said, don't you fear God. Since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly. And we are getting what we deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong, my friends. And when he said that Jesus had compassion and this penitent thief. And I am saying to you, my friends, today, which position you take? Is it 
Like the penitent one. Or the impenitent thief. The impenitent thief earns respect that disrespect pardon me at Jesus Christ. Insults. Mock him. But the penitent one was in a sorrowful mood and wanted Jesus' forgiveness. So we are here today and it's Good Friday. Jesus is placed on the cross. Are you lifted up? Are you seeking forgiveness? Or you are like the other who is hurling insults of Jesus, of Jesus Christ when you might mock him and live a life of sin, my friends. So today I am saying to you as we celebrate Good Friday, our attitude must be in the right place. It must be a one that reflects sorrow, remorse, and also a position of repentance. Because we are sinners, and even though we are Christians, we are sinners that is saved by His grace, and we still sin. And remember, the cross is the great equalizer. The cross will take away your sin. The cross will wash away your sins. And Jesus said to the penitent thief, the one who seeks forgiveness, Jesus said, Father. Now before that, Jesus addresses, pardon me, my friends, those who were insulting him. And he was in a compassionate mood. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they have done, my friends. And he also now look at this penitent thief and says to him, today you shall be in paradise with me. So mercy was shown at the cross before even Jesus died. And when Jesus died, the cross becomes even more powerful. You can come to mercy seat. You can come for compassion. Your sins will be forgiven if you reach out to the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, my friends. There is power in the cross of Jesus Christ. It is the great equalizer, my friends. The penitent thief experiences it. Because he moved from a position of a criminal to be in paradise with Christ Jesus. But if you have an attitude like the other, the impenitent one, who then we didn't seek some forgiveness or exercise repentance, and he was left. My friends, wanting. So I'm saying to you, the cross today is the great equalizer. It's a special day. It's a day of celebration. The cross brings great blessings to you, spiritual blessings and physical blessings to you. 
So the power of the cross. How the cross becomes the great equalizer. For everyone comes before or in front of the cross, my friends. Those who recognize the cross, my friends, Christians and even enemies of Christ, dear, shows the power of the cross. So for Christians, salvation comes. And for the enemies who were against the cross, they were judged. Judgment comes upon them. So there is power in the cross and our piece of dead wood. It is powerful, my friends. The enemy's judgment is self-deserved. Self-inflicted because you continue to live in your sinful life while there is access to Christ through the cross. So why are you continuing to self-inflict yourself? So here I'm saying to you, my friend, there is power in the cross of Christ Jesus. Everyone must come and turn to the cross. I'm saying to you, say this to you this morning, my friends. Everyone, Christian, cinnamon, the indifferent must come and turn to the cross. It's through the cross of salvation, the cross salvation comes. So we must turn to the cross. Nothing else but the cross. The songwriter said, You hear the green hill far away, without a city wall. Where the dear Lord was crucified. He died to save us all. So here I'm saying to you. It is time to turn to the cross. The cross my friends. Is the great equalizer. If you are struggling with ill health. And you are healing. If you are financial. If you have a financial problem. Whatever problem it is. Turn to the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ. My friends. Look at the example of the two thieves. One turned to Christ. And the cross. And redemption comes to him. Salvation comes to him. My friends. The cross of Jesus Christ. Is the equalizer for humanity, the great equalizer for humanity. Especially the poor and the needy. We have nothing else but the cross of Jesus Christ. Because the powerful will use the world system to trample over us. But when we turn, when we look upon the cross, power will come to us and the cross will defeat them. The cross of Jesus Christ is objectively 
to everyone, everybody and subjectively meaning what is it personally to you? So I ask the question today, objectively and subjectively, what is the cross of Jesus Christ to you today? Is it a toy, a piece of board, wood, cross? Or does it symbolize a man power from God to you? How do you see the cross? It's not about coming to Good Friday service as a ritual, as a church member, but we must know what the cross of Jesus Christ meant. It is the power of God unto us. Remember that, my friends. Everybody who comes to the cross becomes equal to God. The cross embraces those who cry out, those who are suffering, those who are powerless, those who are fatherless, those who are motherless, those who are poor, those who are needy, the cross embraces all of that, my friends, and that is what Good Friday meant should mean to us. The cross is an antidote for sin. Nothing else can take your sins away. Only the cross, but only the cross of Jesus Christ. He went in and he died for you for the remission of sin. That your sins could be forgiven and be washed away and taken away. John the Baptist look and say, look, the Lamb of God who comes to obtain the sins of this world. The cross is the severance from sin, sin's authority. The cross pulls you away. The cross of Jesus Christ pulls you away from sin. If you have the cross of Jesus Christ in your heart and believe upon it, it will pull you away from sin authority. The cross is the remover of sin's condemnation. The cross, let me say it again. The cross is the remover of sin condemnation. There is no condemnation, Paul said it, in those who are Christian who say Christ. So in the same Christ, if you embrace the cross of Jesus Christ, there is no sin, condemnation within you. Mount mm. Refuge, the cross is the motive for Christly action. When you embrace, when you embrace the cross, 
You will display what? Christly action. You will become Christ-like. So when you see someone not doing that, they are full of sin. They have not embraced, pardon me, the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is what? The separator from what? Self-ego. Let me say this again. The cross is the separator from self-ego because some of us is our ego that takes us far away from the cross. Kill self. Deny self. Kill egos. And come to the cross. Empty yourself. Come to the cross. Like the penitentive, ask for forgiveness and turn around, my friends, from your sinful ways. Throw away ego, man. Egos is man's greatest enemy. And when we say man, we don't talk about physical, the male species, woman to ego, because woman have ego. Joshua, Joshua, humble yourself, deny yourself. There was two teeth, one didn't deny himself. He was proud, full of pride. One deny himself and seek forgiveness from Christ. He repent, he was penitent. Are you doing that, my friends? Are you walking around with chip on your shoulder and egos? My friends, the cross is a great separator of self's ego. And the cross promise, the cross is the promise of the coming glory. Hallelujah. The cross is the promise of the coming glory because Christ died, he reckoned resurrected, and then he ascended to his father and he's coming back. Hallelujah! So the cross is the precursor. It begins with the cross. And there's the promise of the coming glory, my friend. When the cross is the great equalizer, my friend, we should what? Cry out. That's the only way we can be treated equally. Cry out to Christ Jesus the cross. Repent, my friends, and you will be saved and salvation will come to you, my friends. My friends, as I continue this morning, I challenge you today. Who do you represent? Let me say it again. As I told the story earlier. I challenge you today. Who do you represent? The penitent thief. Who exercises faith in Christ. True repentance. Or the impenitent rebel. The other thief who rejected Christ Jesus 
by hurling insults. Which one of those persons are you today? Search yourself on that Good Friday. Will you humble yourself? Will you kill ego? Will you become penitent? Will you be sorrowful? Will you repent? Like the penitent thief, or you will be like the impenitent rebel thief who is puffed up, full of pride, and full of self, and didn't want to repent. Instead, he heard insult. You might not be heard insult, but you're still walking in sin. Which one are you today? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 23, listen to this, but we preach Christ crucified, which is a stumbling block to the Jews and the foolish and foolishness to the Gentiles or the Greek. So what Paul is saying here, when he looks at the Gentile, or somebody, somebody said the Greek, it's about intellectualism. They use their intellect. And they see, they can't see Christ dying on the cross, saving humanity, especially on that wooden cross. The Jews is a stumbling block. They thought their Messiah, he would not come. And if he comes, he will be a warrior one. Not one preaching salvation. But it is power that is a cross for the people being saved. So I'm saying to you today, as you are about to leave, the cross is power to you. It is power to us, my friends. So let us quickly apply the text here that Luke wrote, the physician Luke, let us apply it to ourselves. The cross is for what? Everyone, Jews, Gentile, no matter who you are, cinnamon, Christians, the cross is for everybody Christ died for us all. Every every person is equal under the cross and before the cross. And that's why Saints agrees create equalizer. Can we tell you a story? You might be in a church no matter how much money you have. No matter how bright you are, no matter how pretty you are, no matter how much house you own, no matter how much car you own, no matter how high you are, and the man who mapped the floor, and he's uneducated or whatever he is, he must speak for the whatever he or she is. When you come to the cross, you are both equals. So that's why the cross is for everybody, my friend. The cross is not for all the rich people. It is for poor. And it's not only for poor people. It is also for the rich. Cry out and repent.
We sang this morning, draw me nearer and nearer. Cry out and repent out of the cross. Embrace the cross of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God. Do not reject and mock the cross of Jesus Christ. Don't be like the soldiers. Don't be like the religious establishment of Jesus' days. The Jews, do not mock Jesus Christ, my friends. The cross of Jesus Christ should be more subjective to you. Make it personal. Jesus and his cross should be your, your personal Lord and Savior. Some of us, we're not in a personal relationship with Christ or the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ himself is like a passing thought. Make it personal. Embrace the cross because there is nothing powerful like it. It brings salvation. It brings deliverance. It brings hope. It brings joy and peace. That's why he died for us. Make the cross of Jesus Christ put you to godly action. This is profound. If you embrace he embraces the cross of Jesus Christ. Me no matter what nobody tell me, sir, it will put you to godly action. When you don't, you will do otherwise, my friends. And this godly action become a troublemaker for Christ. Turn the world upside down for Christ. Be a witness. What the religious establishment said, this man is a troublemaker. Improve him, teaching, pervert. Dear teaching, because listen to me, anywhere, sin them. And Christ is there. Salvation is there. It can't survive anywhere we sin there. And the word of God, I should say, comes there. It can't survive. Anywhere darkness lurks from the marvelous light of Jesus Christ is shining in it. It can't survive. So at school, church, you know, you're coming to me and say, you're a troublemaker for Christ. Young McLean, stir up. The world, with the word of God's spirit, up, turn it upside down. Speak, witness about Christ Jesus. Witness about the cross. God and God putting him to death on the cross was a defeat. Instead, it was a victory. So you have a lot of things to boast about. About the cross, at the cross, at the cross, where first saw the light. And in closing, 
Mount Refuge on this good Friday morning. Today, consider the cross of Jesus Christ as the great equalizer. Let me say it again, Mount Refuge. Today, consider the cross of Jesus Christ as the great equalizer. Because it brought one victory for humanity. Without the cross, we would have all died in our sins. The cross gives us a avenue for salvation to be back with God, our maker. That's that everyone, the cross itself, that everyone is equal under the cross. If we turn from our wicked ways, there is deliverance for us. Christ said to the penitent thief on the cross, today you will be in paradise with me. And I want to ask a question. If Christ should come today, will he say that to you? I ask the question again to your Mount Refuge people. If Christ should come today, will he say to you, today, you will be in paradise with me. Search yourself, my friends. Christ will forgive you and set you free. Don't take the attitude of the impenitent thief, the rebel, or the Jewish establishment and the empire. I'm talking about the Romans when dealing with the things of God. So I want to say to you this morning, fear God like the penitent thief. Put faith in God because the penitent thief fear Jesus, fear God and then put his faith in Jesus Christ. Cry out to God. The penitent thief cried out, Master, have mercy. So cry out to Jesus, my friends. Cry out. And watch the power of God unfold. Unfold in your life. God, my friend, will come to you, to your rescue, just like the penitent thief on the cross. The cross is the great equalizer for humanity. So today, celebrate all we want to celebrate. But I hope this message will resonate with you. And you just don't see the cross of Jesus Christ as another piece of wood. But it is an act from God. And it is the power of God. I thank you for listening to his word today. Amen and amen.
have just listened to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.